Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with me daily. Massive, massive listenership. I want to thank you for listening, coming along with us. Oh, no, we're not nearly as big as Hannity or Rush or any of those guys, but... We're growing. Yeah, we are. And about to expand our wings here. And I'll let you know more about that as uh, we grow, as time goes on. Now, I am C.L. Bryant. This is the C.L. Bryant Show, coast to coast and border to border over Red State, the talk monster. Yeah, um, and the largest list uh, platform, uh, talk platform in the country. And if you're traveling through Times Square, as I tell you every day and sometimes twice, two, three, three times a day <laughs> until we get uh, Times Square back buzzing and uh, me and my friend can visit uh, New York City and uh, see the, the sights and so forth uh, there in New York City. Um. I'm just telling you, when you're walking through Times Square, look up above the iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not, and you will see um, the Red State Talk billboard, the Talk Monster billboard, the Red State Talk, and every hour, 24 hours a day, the C.L. Bryant Show, the C.L. Bryant Show does pop up there on C.L.'s face. Looking right back at you. Get the book. It's more important now than it has ever been. It was written by George Orwell. It's called 1984. Talks all about Big Brother. Yeah, it does. And you will be hearing in the days, weeks. um, I should hope that, you know, we wouldn't have to, but more and more, it's beginning to look like uh, the reality of uh, the biggest heist in the American history has taken place and uh, is taking place. And I don't know how, you know, the courts will. I don't know. I don't I don't know how this is going to turn out. Nobody knows how it's going to turn out. We just know what the president is willing to do. I know that I'm willing to go as far as to say this. I will never, I will never, unless this election is audited, I will never acknowledge Joseph Biden as the legitimate president of the United States. I will never do it. Too many questions, too many questions, too many unanswered questions about how this uh, came about 
uh, too many unanswered questions about common sense things that we see with our own eye, that we saw, saw with our own eyes and are seeing with our own eyes. We know Kamala Harris is a Marxist. We know that. We know that the Democrat Party is being run by uh, two and a half years ago, three years ago, a woman who was a bartender. Hey, there's nothing wrong with being a bartender. Get me right. As far as that's concerned, don't get me wrong. Get me right. Sure, you can rise to the ranks of it, but Ocasio-Cortez? No, I mean, there's a whole lot of uh, what you would say uh, image building that went on here in order to get that person in the right position to win. She was a surprise win. But once she won, we did realize that she was a willing tool. She was a useful tool in the hands of those who would be Marxist. And her brand went international overnight. And as I was saying to you, you should get used to hearing and being and becoming familiar with Orwellian ideas. You know, one of the first Orwellian ideas that um, really took hold in America, it's a part of your, it's a part of your lexicon right now. And uh, you use it more than you, you know, you use an Orwellian idea or at least something that was bred out of Orwellian speak almost every day. And and that word is downsizing. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, we use use words like that all the time. It it simply means you're going to lay somebody off. (laughs) That's what it originally, that's what it originally uh, uh, meant. It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything good. Downsizing did not start off as something using meaning something good. It meant that there were going to be layoffs. That was a good way of saying uh, downsizing in the military. You're going to service a target. Um, usually, it meant that something was about to be blown up. Yeah. If. You, if you're in the military uh, and you're a fighter pilot or what have you, you know, and some a, a target is about to be serviced, that means it's about to be blown up. If your company starts talking about downsizing, they're not talking about buildings. The, 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 they may be talking about the space of the building. They could be talking about that, but that's not good news either. Because if a, if you're not if you're not growing, you're if you're not living, uh, you know. The alternative. So you have a lot of double speak that is going on in this country right now. And one of the greatest uh, challenges that's going to be for us, and it's, 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 it's rearing its ugly head right now before Thanksgiving. In fact, it involves your Thanksgiving. And that is the Orwellian big Brother, look into your homes to see just the idea. Listen, I don't think that you're you're going to be. I don't think you're going to stand still for it. You might. I mean, you stood still. You stood still while they drove you out of business uh, during this COVID thing. They drove you out of business, and you stood still for it. Why? Because you thought that you were going to die. 
You thought somehow this is going to kill you. And it's human nature to get that fight or flight type of, uh, you know, thing going on. But none of it ever. T- Listen, I uh, the only thing that's going to be even that won't be as bad as uh, for Christians anyway. As um, the hype. Judgment Day. <laughs> even that for Christians anyway. Won't be as bad as the hype. Of Judgment Day. Oh, but for you sinners. <laughs> Confess you sinners. Yeah, confess you sinners. All have sinned, not y'all. And the greatest sin that's about to be committed against America may be committed because you are omitting something here this Thanksgiving, you're omitting the fact that government is now bold enough. You better face it. You better can't omit this. Government is now bold enough. Tell you who you can have in your house and who you better not have in your house. They're telling you what you who who to bro- they're they're telling you who should bring food and what you should and how you should eat it in your house. Now, you may think that that is okay. Bless your heart. Because you are the biggest idiot in the world and calling yourself an American. If you if you don't see the double speak in this, they're going to downsize you And you are the dedicated target that's about to be serviced. You're about to be blown up, America. The whole deal is about to be blown up. The whole e pluribus unum, the whole uh, idea of one nation under God that's indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. No, all of that is about to be blown up. And if, in fact, you don't pay attention to what has been going on with Twitter, Google, and Facebook, liberty and justice for all, conservatives, do you understand that you are a target? You are a dedicated target that is about to be serviced. In military speak, that means that you're about to be blown up. Your very way of life is about to be blown up. And there is a downsizing that is about to take place in this country. If truly we lose Georgia, the Senate race there, there's a downsizing. That it was always speak for layoffs. Now, hear this. I want you to hear me. Black folks, you ought to hear me in particular. How how is it that you're going to go back to the 
the Depression era of Barack Obama in your uh, the way you live your life after being almost set free by Donald John Trump. Oh, the groundwork was there. It's in place right now. But I do fear that if Joe Biden actually becomes president of the United States, Kamala Harris, who does not like black men, by the way, she doesn't like Latino men. She doesn't. uh, uh, Kamala Harris does not like America. And she's about to be vice president of the United States. She is the most far left senator in the Senate. And she is about to become vice president of the United States, except for an act of the courts. God could intervene, but he lets you choose. Yeah. He lets you choose whether or not you're going to go along with this guy who campaigned from his basement. Because some black woman was stocking grocery shelves. That Joe Biden said that. That gave him the opportunity to be at home in his basement. To campaign from there. This man wins by the presidential election by a record number of votes. And he campaigned for from his basement. In the midst of prestigious colleges like Harvard University. Actually, having influential members of their uh, community wanting to, they're serious. They're wanting to ban anything Trump or conservative from Harvard Yard. So much, listen, this is getting so crazy that even someone like Bill Maher is beginning to tell them how stupid that that is. Oh, Bill Maher is a a Havit Yard uh, guy himself, you know, he went to Havit. How do you know that socialists have taken over the media? How do you know socialists have taken over the media? It's easy to tell. Let me tell you how it's easy to tell socialists have taken over the media. It's because when Joe Biden announced the other day that he was leaning toward naming moderates to his cabinet, Ocasio-Cortez, Bernie Sanders, the socialist to the far left that Kamala Harris comes from, 
who okayed Joe Biden's nomination, you better believe they cried bloody murder. There is a, and it's so good to watch, I'm really happy to watch it, the civil war that's already going on in the Democrat Party, except the fact is they want to see this same civil war break out in the streets of America, and they'll have their way if uh, you're not careful. The only thing to fear, being afraid, President Trump said that. And right now, that's what they want you to be. They want you to be afraid of one another. And by the way, I I just miss uh, my executive producer, Michelle, so much. Friends, I I don't know. You know, she books my my shows. I really uh, don't have time to track down uh, um, guests and stuff for the show. I'm trying to get together a a tour schedule here. And... um, but I, I want your prayers for her and her family. Uh, I just want uh, them to know uh, how much we care and love them. And and, um, and Michelle, and you know, I know it's real close to Christmas to be saying such things. <laughs> but I, 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 man, I tell you, I missed having the guest. So next week uh, she'll be all better. Uh, everything will be all better. And uh, we shall move forward. But in the meantime, you're listening to the C.L. Bryant Show. And um, they want you to be very afraid that uh, even though the car that grandma would travel over to your house in, the chances of her getting into getting killed in an automobile accident driving over to your house is greater than her dying from COVID. There's a greater, the chance of dying from COVID is something like 99% against. Only 1% of the people ever get COVID die from it. 1%. There is a much greater percentage of people who get into cars right now get on the highway right now that are going to die from driving down the street than die from getting COVID. And the truth be known, most of us, if not all of us, are going to get it most of either by vaccination or exposure. You're being overrun by Orwellian double speak. You are being downsized, America, which means that layoffs are coming. You are being targeted. You are a target that's about to be serviced. Blown up. Be right back.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. FreedomWorks, FreedomWorks.org. Go there. Become a part of a movement. FreedomWorks, FreedomWorks.org. Hey, I'll take care of what happens in my house. Well, I mean, it's, it's, I can't remember um, the movie or the the um, actor in it. Uh, I think he did. Um, oh, I can't remember his name. But anyway, he's just a southern actor. He's a southern actor, uh, kind of chubby. He has a beard, red red hair, and so forth. But he's fa- I, I love the way he says, it's my house. This is my house. And when it comes to Thanksgiving, you have governors telling you and telling me. And you you put your you put yourself in my shoes right now. Let's all put ourselves in this frame of mind. You have a governor issuing a decree to a state as though he was a king telling me what he want me to do in my house. Now, how many times, come on now, come on now, come on now. How many times have really Thanksgiving gotten heated or 4th of July gotten heated or the the family uh, reunion or whatever got heated? You know, you went over to so-and-so, you went over to one of your cousin's house. They happen to have the big house, right? They have the big house. And so you go over there uh, to uh, to their house for the gathering or, or, or whatever, you know. And invariably, if, if it was like the Bryant gatherings were back way back in the day before we all, you know, got too old or we, you know, came to Jesus. Uh, invariably, I remember this. I remember this as clearly as I'm talking to you. An uncle, an aunt, or somebody would say, I dare them come to my house and act like that or tell me what, you know, my house. Do you know Americans, all of us have that big deal about, have a big deal about that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Americans. We, 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 that's a big deal to us to be able to say, you ain't telling me what to do in what my house and i don't care if you got coronavirus or what uh you know it, there were people 
whose food by proxy and, and decree from my grandmother, she didn't let uh, be put on the holiday table. <laughs> so what no sense in you bring it in your dish because it wasn't going to be served as grandma would say in my house. And so you're telling me that you're going to let a governor of a state that you elected tell you when you know they're not going to follow their own decrees what to do in what my house. Oh, America, you, you listen, we're, we're told that we like to tell each other we're better than that. We're you know, we're we're better. We better be better than this. Or otherwise, government is going to be running my house, your house. Hey, Charlton Heston said it best for me when they pried for my cold, dead fingers. You can have it then. But I, I believe I was placed here in this country, in this America, for a purpose, and that is to enjoy the type of living and life that no one else enjoys anywhere else in the world and yet you have folks wanting to give away their birthright no actually they don't want to give theirs away they want you to give yours away so that they can weaken the entire herd that they may control it the herd the Ocasio-Cortez the Kamala Harris's the vice president of the United States um, the president of the United States, the socialist, they want to bring it down. Not them. They don't want to bring themselves down. They want to remain in an elite status. And so they create an underclass. They create a class that is an underclass. And, and and in order for them to maintain their status, they must be able to rule over and control that growing underclass. One of the ways that they do it is manipulation in making that underclass feel as though they are getting something for their loyalty to those who are better than them. Oh, yes, the elites. Oh, and you worship them, see. Oh, you worship the Jay-Zs. You worship the Beyonce's. You worship the stars. We worship them. We make them who they are. We make them who they are. We have this thing about creating golden calves. We have this thing as human beings, about creating golden calves. That's what we do. We have always been uh, idol worshipers first and whatever else second. That's why Christians can go to church on Sunday but when it comes to voting we have to worship the idol 
We have to worship the golden calf that we've made for ourselves. That's that's what we do. Moses went up to get the laws that we still are governed by here as mankind. We're still governed by those laws that Moses brought down from Sinai. Yeah, from Mount Sinai. Um, We're governed by those. It's written into American law, the laws of Moses. They're everywhere on our monuments, our Supreme Courts, our Capitol buildings, our monuments, our Washington monuments. They're everywhere. Our Judeo-Christian ethic, it's everywhere. That's who we are, but it's secondary to our idol, whatever that may be. And if the idol speaks now, and this 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 is the poison in it all for America. If the idol happens to be articulate and speaks, and it is promising to give you something, whether it is good fortune, free college, health care, whatever that is, that's enticing. Who doesn't want free stuff? Oh, I know that free stuff is not the best way to go, but that doesn't mean that you don't want it. Huh? Who doesn't want free stuff? Especially when there's no immediate consequence for taking it, right? Who doesn't want free stuff? Especially when things look so bleak and we're being told by the now, according to the news media, President-elect Joe Biden, that there's going to be a dark winter because of COVID-19. There's going to be a dark winter. Who, who, who doesn't want to get free stuff then? Huh? Ain't none. There is none. Oh, the consequences are great, friends. You are being manipulated, lied to by those who would use you and would be your master's. We were told by this president, Donald John Trump, that the only thing to fear is being afraid. And guess what? They have now want want you to be afraid of the most beloved family holiday. Um, You know, it has its own special something, you know over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go this time of holy days this time of of the year where we began to celebrate our american holy days and don't think that uh, they're not going to want you to do the same thing for your christmas uh holy day that's where the word holiday you know that, that's where it originates from holy hmm? yeah they want you to be afraid, be very afraid during this Thanksgiving holy day. 
and they want you to be afraid during Christmas Holy Day. Could it be that this is another plank in the walkway to subduing again the American family? Having it divided, because let's face it, you are going to have family members who are going to frown upon anyone of the family members who really want to go ahead and gather, and you're going to have those of us who are going to frown upon anyone who is going to yield to this and stay isolated because you're afraid. I personally will, and you know, and, and just just the way it turned out, I personally will be very isolated um, on Thanksgiving Day. But it's it's not because I'm afraid. I'll, I'll probably go out, do go do something, you know. Be a, but I'm I'm not just can't uh, this year. And and call me um, you know weak, cowardly, or whatever. I don't know. My children have talked to them about it. Uh, I just can't do the 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 thing. Uh, around the table and all of that this year. I just can't, you know, I know my emotional limitations, but if all things were equal and, um, and if Jane was still here, she and I both would be throwing the biggest, Oh, it would be the biggest Thanksgiving hoot nanny for the family that we could throw and we uh, oh I think it's Cedric the Entertainer who said now of course my family's interracial right but of course uh, there's a lot of um, so there's both sides of tales and stories that we enjoy and we laugh about and have fun about right but but it is a difference in, in the way Caucasians uh hope that things go right and and and, and so forth. They hope that nobody bothers them and, or hope no one's sitting in their seat or, or something of that nature. You know, Caucasians, you know, they, they hope for things like that. Black folks on on the other thing, we operate from wishes. We operate from wishes. Um and when I, I when I talk about you know us throwing the largest uh, Thanksgiving party that you could possibly have, inviting everybody and uh, telling everybody leave your you can wear mask are optional, do what you want, do you, you know, and everybody you know do your thing, have us have some fun. You only live once, so let's rock and roll. Let's do it. Have some fun and pray that God protects us. That's why you say blessing and grace over your food. Black folks live with certain wishes. White folks, you kind of hope that everything that the cops won't show up and shut your party down. This is the primary difference in the attitudes of the two uh, cultures. Whereas we hope they don't do that to us either. But we also live by the wish. We wish they show up. We wish somebody, we wish, I wish I would see somebody sitting in my seat. <laughs> I, I, 
I'm gonna throw the biggest party that I and I I I wish to come. I wish police would show up here <laughs> and try to shut. Oh, it, I said it yesterday. I'll say it again. It, it would be it'd be gonna be a misunderstanding. There's gonna be misunderstanding if you come to my house and you're gonna tell me big government what to do in my, at my house. Oh no, we're going to have a misunderstanding. Yeah, and uh, you, may have the, you may have the power to take me to jail, but I also have the power to spark that flame, to, to ignite that flicker. We, the American people, are on the brink of revolt in this nation. And something like you all are pushing us toward with this Thanksgiving foolishness coming from elected officials like governors. That, that, that a threat that somehow uh, a, pol- a police officer would show up at my house and count the number of guests at my house and interrogate me on who brought food to my house. The very idea that someone would introduce that to us as Americans during this pandemic is enough to let you know that it is time now to stand up and understand that revolt is knocking on the door. Yeah, you be ready. You better be revolt is knocking on the door. There's just so much. Listen, the French may take this. The Germans may take it. Oh, the Dutch, they may take it. Greeks may take it. Nigerians, they may take it. Yeah. The English may take it. Canadians take it, Mexicans take it, Russians, Chinese, Koreans take it, but we are Americans. We don't take this. We don't take the heavy hand of government intruding in our lives telling us what to do in our own homes. I'll be back. You thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to die 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. Best I can always lend a helping hand, and for the flag I stand. Once you allow government to start dictating to you what and how you live your life in your home, you have become lost. There is no America then. There, there is no such thing again as that. Once that's implemented, and, and re- friends, it's knocking on your door. You heard them. They're telling you. Now, of course, uh, you have certain standards and codes for buildings that you live in and that you occupy. Of course you have that. And yes, you can label that as a safety standard. And that's how they are double speaking to you at this point in time. This virus is not as deadly as they are trying to make you think it is. When we talk about cases of coronavirus, there's going to be a hundred percent, hopefully, so that the, of cases of coronavirus once the hu- herd is um, uh, uh, immune to it. There's going to be a hundred. Uh, there's be a hundred percent cases of it. All of us are going to have it. We're going to be immune to it. And I think I've already been that. I've already been exposed. I've already been immune. I think. I think I've already been through the process. And uh, let me tell you something. It's hysteria. But that's how they're controlling you. If you let people come, if you let government come into your house and tell you that you are only going to have these many people at your house and -and so-and-so can't bring uh, that dish or whatever, (laughs) <laughs> oh, and by the way, you better stay six feet apart at your house. Hey, a mindset of dependent Americans is what they want. I told you this before. I'm going to tell you again. This lean on me type of thing goes too far. Yeah. Yeah. And right now, I want all of you to have the absolute highest expectation if this actually takes place of Joe Biden 
that you could possibly have. I, I want the mark in our expectations of his administrations to be high because right now, what are you expecting of the Biden administration? Ask yourself. Yeah. Ask yourself, what is it that you're expecting from the Biden administration? Especially if you happen to be a liberal. In fact, if you know liberals, if you have liberal friends or children or grandchildren, if you have liberal friends, ask them. What are they expecting Joe Biden to do? What? What what is Joe Biden talking about that's not already been done? Joe Biden is taking advantage of a dumbed down American society. Now that he has assumed or is beginning to assume the mantle or has been given the mantle by the media as president elect, he is taking advantage of a dumbed down society because a dumbed down society is only worshiping the idol that is put before them, the golden calf that has been put before them. They don't know. That Joe Biden has been in Washington, D.C. nearly 50 years. And he has never done anything but everything at this point in time. Right now, when you hear Joe Biden speak, he is regurgitating everything that has already been done. By whom? By Donald John Trump. Oh, Joe Biden's, uh, I don't know, he he, he can't possibly acknowledge that the um, vaccine for this coronavirus is now being proven in one of them 95% effective with very little side effect. The other 90% effective with very minor side effects. He can't possibly acknowledge that because he would have to acknowledge that what President Trump told us from the very beginning was absolutely true. And that is we were turning the corner on this thing. And we were, we did. But uh, no good deed goes unpunished, does it? Seems to me like got Trump voted out of office. Why? He got Trump voted out of office? I mean, you know, because he 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 created a vaccine. He worked with Pfizer and, and all of the drug companies. Uh, he gave them incentive to come up with something, something to cure his people in record time. And you vote him out? You vote him out? And you got this this bumbling idiot who I will never, never acknowledge as president of the United States unless his presidency is validated by a full audit 
of this 2020 election. I will never acknowledge him as president of the United States. I will acknowledge him as Joe Biden. I will never call him President Biden. I will never call him President Biden. I will refer to the presidency of the United States from time to time, but I will never address him as President Biden. Call me divisive. Call me awe. You should just let no. I will not let it go because the biggest heist in American political history has taken place. And I am I know that I did what I could do. Did you? I did what I could do. In fact, I believe that I did all that I could do. I came back three days off the road. I came back off the road three days, two days actually before I had to hospitalize my wife and it was two days after that she passed away, but I was on the road you know you know you got to leave it there on the field, and yeah, it should take you off if you paid your dues to make sure that an election and a republic survived. A republic survived. You made the sacrifice so that your children. Will at least be able to enjoy the country that you enjoyed. And then you see it stolen. Huh? I mean, you drive up to your house and you see them driving off in the van that they have put burgled your house with. What do you do? Hey, you find a way to make sure that van gets stopped and that your stuff is returned. That's where you are right now, America. That's where you are. You've been burgled. And you're driving up. And, and let me tell you something. To all of you liberals and you folks who uh, feel as though you did something, that you've done something by, ele- by electing Joe Biden as president of the United States and Kamala socialist Marxist Harris as vice president of the United States, You're going to be sorry, especially if we lose the Senate, both Senate, both, both. uh, If we can hold one of those seats in the Senate in Georgia, we have a fighting chance for two years until the midterms. We have a fighting chance. We have a fighting chance. And God, once again, would have granted favor to a wayward people. God once again in my discipline would have granted favor to a wayward people just like he granted favor to the Israelites. 
He gave you uh, the leader that you needed at the time that you needed him. And uh, he gave you, it's strange how we can be doing so good. And then we stop doing it. We go back. We turn back just like a dog. Into eating. I won't say it. It's the lunch hour. I'm sorry. I'm Sally. But now hear me. Now hear this. My dear friends. We want there to be very high expectations from Joe Biden. And we, I want you to ask your friends who you know voted for Joe. And I want them to tell you specifically, what is it that Joe Biden is going to do? And if all they can say is restore civility, then you know they're lying. You know they're lying. If all it is is that he's not Donald Trump, you know they're dense and that they're very shallow. And maybe you're just wasting your time. So you just have to let them understand that there is a foundational understanding of the wages of sin being death and to me it's a sin to vote into office yes the first woman of color who believes that a fetus who is born alive during a botched abortion should be killed You're going to find out. You're going to be sorry. The wages of sin. Death. We're going to talk about the gift of God a little bit on the other side of the break. I'm CL. I'm just a pilgrim on this road. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. 
Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. Uh, the greatest success story the world has ever known. And I want to thank all of you for coming along with me as we build the bridge daily to conversation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Rev, R-E-V-C-L Bryant, and uh, go to vclbryantshow.com. That's the web page you want to uh, go to. And want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with me as um, you have been now for these last six years. I've been on radio. And um want to thank Red State Talk for uh, bringing me into their family and uh, Loving Liberty up there in Utah and all the other terrestrial stations around the, the country. And we want to thank you for replay uh, throughout the country and you, just you who listen to the show, uh, tune in and out of my show uh, on a daily basis. I want to thank you for making us as popular as we have been going through Times Square. Look up above the iconic um, Ripley's Believe It or Not. And you will see the Red State Talk billboard there on the big screen and uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. C.L. Bryant show does pop up there um, on that screen every hour, every hour it pops up there. And so C.L.'s face looking right back at you. Hey, you know what, folks? We're all trying right now to, to avoid being in the cage. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> in fact, I'm, I'm kind of reminded of this story that Paul Harvey, uh, a lot of, you know, our young people probably don't know who Paul Harvey was. He was a great, great commentator. Wonderful mind. Never met him. Fantastic person, though, uh, from all accounts. But he told a story one time. He told a story about uh, these people who were trying to teach this monkey how to communicate. You know, the, the alphabet, taught him the alphabet and all this kind of stuff. And uh, finally, finally, the monkey got it. He, he got it. And he put together a phrase. He put together a sentence, actually. And the first communication that that primate, the monkey in the cage, communicated to those people who had uh, tried to teach it to speak. You know what it said? Let me out. You are being programmed. And unlike that primate in the cage, Americans, they're trying to make your existence in the cage they're creating so comfortable that you never want to say, let me out. Why? Because you become late, because you would have become, you would have become, if you fall into this malaise, you will have become so lazy. Huh. Yeah, you would have become so lazy that you don't want to get out. You don't want to go back to work. 
Yeah, that's incentive gone. Let me out. It's no wonder, you know, these these animals go nuts and 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 rip people's faces off. I mean, I mean, you got a monkey got that's got clothes on like a human being uh, in a, in an office building somewhere. That that monkey is that primate that animal is probably so messed up in the head. The only thing that's keeping it in check is the fact that you are the source of its food. But one of these days, it is not going to care. It's going to snap. Because like you, if you're put into that artificial situation as we have been done, as it has been done to us. And that's why we're on the brink of revolution. That's why I'm telling you this now. We're on the brink of revolution because we're just like that animal in the cage. Our sentences now, they're trying to teach us to say certain things. They're trying to get us to act certain ways and be certain ways. And our first sentences that are being formulated in this new so-called normal that I will never accept is let me out. And like uh, that chimpanzee or whatever it was that turned on its uh, owner. Yeah, you can own them. You, I don't know if you'll ever master them. Any, you, you're never the master of a Watt, Rottweiler. You own him and he does what you say because you own him. But he has to allow you to be his master. I've owned many dogs. I've I've had very fine dogs. And um, they they all were, you know, I've had them all, um, well, I, I obedience trained two of them myself and had one that was obedience trained. And, uh, they were fine dogs, but I was only one of them's. I was only one's master, and that was the one that I trained myself. And that dog was a very powerful animal, but he allowed me to be. He yielded himself to me. I was his master. America, the question is this. Are, are we bending the knee to people who would want to be our benevolent benefactors? Benefactors, though they may want to be, they want to be your masters. And the American people are about to turn on. We're about, we're about to snap. Like that cheetah. Like the lion, Siegfried and Roy in Vegas. The the tiger, 
Tigers were the tiger was just being a a tiger that was frustrated or whatever it was. The tiger was being was doing the most natural thing in the world. It being upon a stool was the most unnatural thing. It just snapped. And America, listen, you've been in this cage before. You were liberated. You were liberated by the election of someone who was going to drain and try to clean up that swamp. You were all behind that. And they called you all kind of ugly names because you were behind that. You were on board with that. You got called all kinds of stuff because you're on board with it. All right? The wages of sin, as I said at, at the end of the, the, end of the last uh, segment, is death. Friends, I've told you this before, and I, I've preached this actually across the country, various pulpits and in various uh, arenas and, and, and venues. I've said this to you. I'm going to say it to you again. I'm putting on my ministerial hat now, the robe of the priest. God does not kill you for abusing your body with alcohol. God's not going to kill you for it. God doesn't kill you for doing that. The alcohol kills you for doing it. The wages of that folly sin against yourself brings on the death that's that's what it pays drinking too much that's what it pays It, it pays and it kills you God doesn't kill people with uh, for smoking cigarettes. And God doesn't kill you for that. No, 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 no. The way it, it, it that's what abusing yourself with the, that type of smoke does. It kills you when you abuse it. It pays wages. That's what it pays. And there are certain things that you can look for to be paid as consequence, as wages for our transgressions, Americans, against our own selves by what we are in the process of doing. We're in the process of doing it. Uh, just a couple of weeks and we'll see just how coup de gras this is, just how final this is. And there is some finality that is being seen even now. There's some finality that's being seen even now. I think uh, that uh, we pretty much know that if we lose those two Senate seats in Georgia, Hey, there's no telling what may happen. There's no telling what may happen. In the two years it would take for us 
to do something about it. You would have Ocasio-Cortez, Bernie Sanders, uh, Elizabeth Warren, and the, uh, man, she is the wicked witch of the West. Even has the laugh to go along with it. Kamala Harris. Oh, I'm going to be, oh, you can just get ready. Call me whatever you want. Say whatever you want. But Kamala Harris is going to be on my hit list along with the illegitimate president of the United States, Sleepy Joe Godfather Biden, whose son, Fredo Hunter Biden, is somewhere in hiding. Where is Hunter? Oh, you'll never listen. That is history. Only you and I uh, are the ones who are going to keep up any racket about it. But as far as uh, anybody doing anything about it there, unless you and I force the hand, unless you and I ask the questions, where is Joe? Where is a uh, hunter? And when did Joe Biden know that uh, his name was being sold, that uh, his son was profiteering off of his name? There's nothing wrong with uh, making money. I'm, believe me, I'm, I, I, I believe in capitalism. I believe in it. And I, I, am, I am saddened to say that uh, my portfolio is going to hurt. I think everybody's going to tighten their belt here soon. You're going to have to. You're going to have to. You just won't be able to sustain it. Sustain it. You're not going to be able to sustain your way. If, if, if this man and those socialists have their way, Kamala Harris second in, in command, and you have a president who is nearly 80 years old, who very well has already told you he's only wants one term. His only desire was to attain presidency of the United States. Joe Biden, at this point in time, if God, Mike, for, for some ungodly reason, if he's sworn in, Joe Biden would probably be happy with stepping down the very next day. He's achieved what he wanted to achieve. That is being called commander in chief, chief for a day, king for a day. That's all Joe Biden ever wanted. He has just validated his entire political career. That is so lackluster that I defy you to find anything of any significance that Joe Biden has ever done except publicly lynch a now Supreme Court justice. And that's Justice Clarence Thomas. Who said that himself. That, that what we were witnessing was a public lynching. Yeah, Clarence Thomas said that himself. It was a high-tech lynching. That's the only thing that Joe Biden has ever presided over, and he had the blessings of uh, then the lion of the Democrat Party, Ted Kennedy, but Joe Biden never, uh, never did anything after that. In fact, Anita Hill is ticked off at Joe Biden. Why? Uh, let her tell you. He's the only person in the world that has both sides of that uh, trial mad at him. 
you know, both Joe, both um, Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill. They both can't stand Joe Biden. Neither could his party, by that way. By, by the way, by, by, by that matter, in that matter, his, his old party, his party's never been able to stand him. They never wanted him to do anything. Uh, Joe Biden's never gotten more than 1% of the vote for nomination in, of his party in, in the, the, the two times that he tried before this time. The only reason he got it this time is because they just could not see their way to let uh, Bernie Sanders be their nominee. There is no way that they could see themselves beating Donald John Trump with Bernie Sanders, an avowed socialist. But they didn't do much better. They didn't do much better. They uh, uh, elected and nominated Sleepy Joe. And then what did he do? Upon demand from the far left wing of the party, he went and nominated and selected as his vice president the most Marxist senator in the Senate. Someone who is even left of an avowed socialist. Kamala Harris, he chose her as his VP. And you are telling me that the people, the good people of Georgia selected them as the people of Nevada did that? You're telling me that the people of Pennsylvania did that? Maybe so. Maybe so. No, I haven't lived too long. I haven't lived long enough. And the words of John Paul Jones or was it Nathan Hale? I can't remember which one it was now. Isn't that something, even that slipping from the memory of American? I've just begun to fight. Damn the torpedoes. Yeah. I'll be back. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. Don't you go anywhere back in just a couple of minutes. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. are lifted high 
hearts are bowing in reverence. Somehow I hear my mother's voice calling me, come on home. You know, and um, what I mean by that is um, Southern Boys, uh, these Southern Boys National and Southern Boys National Anthem, black or white, black or white, simple man. I am just trying to capture now the life of a simple man. Citizen Bryant. And put together a family of, you know, folks who, you know, come from where I come from and understand what I'm understanding and how we understand it. And, hey, you folks may join me in Florida or Texas or North Carolina, wherever I may happen to settle. I was talking to my friend the other day about where, you know, settling in might be. Whether it be Florida or North Carolina or Texas. Friends, surely, as um, this pastor down in um, Port St. Lucie has said, Pastor Sam there at the Grace Baptist Church there in Port St. Lucie. I talked to you about him, told you about him yesterday. I really like him. And um, but he said something that I, I shared with you um, before. And I actually got a chance to, to say to him a couple of Sundays ago now that um, it really made me think about, you know, our journey in this country. It really did. It's what he said. He said, we are born for Now. Oh, hey, friends, let me tell you something. As it is also appointed unto man, Scripture tells us, uh, once to die and then the judgment. After, before you, that appointment is met, you were born for now. Huh? I remember how I, you know, when I was... In the when I was president, I was president of NAACP, two-term president of NAACP, Garland, Texas. No, the whole nother life, whole nother life. Okay, uh, HNIC in Garland, Texas, <laughs> and and surrounding areas, Rowlett, Plano, um, you know, uh, all around, all around, Mesquite, all around Garland, Texas, and I joined forces with the HNICs in Dallas and Grand Prairie, you know. You know, and those of you who understand what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. It's better than saying, well, anyway, but this is my point. We are born for now. And I was once of the mindset that I could actually rectify do something about make me feel better uh, in relationship to the time in regard to the time that my father and grandfather and grandmother and mother lived 
I somehow thought that I was I was nutty enough to think or, or deluded enough, deceived enough, twisted in my thought enough to think that somehow I could undo the past by acting it out or at least empathizing in real time with it in my future. But you know what? I, I came to the conclusion several years ago that there was nothing I could do about the past. There isn't a three-room house we all live in, the present, past, the future. Uh, I don't know why we think or even enjoy being in that room of the past all the time. We love being in that room. I don't know what it is about it. But we love being in that room. And the truth of the matter is there's not a picture in there. There's not a uh, picture on the wall. There's not a table, a chair. There's nothing, nothing that you can move around in that room of the past. There's nothing there that you can actually manipulate. Nothing you can change in it. Not, Not a thing you can change in that room. But we love staying, spending time in there thinking we can. We'll get angry about what happened back then at people who have moved on knowing that you're not going to change a thing, but you get angry at people who have moved on. Hey, raise both my hands, been there, done that. The angriest I have been, and I'm just admitting this to my radio audience, the angriest I have been and 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 he has i he and i i'm talking about the lord and i we have dealt with each other he has dealt with me i have uh asked him uh my bony finger you know uh but i'm i'm his child i've done it to, did it to my own father you know which i you know saw blue <laughs> yeah did it to my own father and I was chastised for it did it to my earthly father so we certainly do it to our heavenly father Adam did it yeah we blame we blame other folks for it for being angry Adam blamed a lot of people say well he blamed the woman no Adam blamed God (laughs) Adam Adam said these words he said it was the woman you gave me see and all of us want to believe that, you know, God uh, directs and orders, um, you know, companions and mates into our lives. But it, I, all of us can see how it would be easy for any man to say if he trusts God uh, for his mate or his spouse, what have you. It's very easy to see how any man could say, you know, hey, this woman you gave me, the one that I, I said you gave me, she is the one that led me down this path. Huh? But isn't it a choice always of whoever it is? It, 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 couldn't Adam have chosen to say, what have you done? Or, I'm going to God for you and petition him for you. Uh, did he not have a choice to do that? Of course he did. But no, he saw her in, her, in, his fallen, in her fallen state. And he, was, he, he didn't remember what God had told him. In America, I think what we're losing is what God we have been told 
that we are born for now. He has appointed our habitation long before we were ever born. Yeah, what's that? Uh, Acts seventeen twenty six. I think that's it. It's an Acts. You know, he has made from one blood all nations to dwell upon the face of the earth and has determined their habitation. Where you are is where you were born to be. Uh, Jeremiah, you know, before I formed you in your mother's belly, I knew you. Before you were ever what they're calling a glob of tissue in your mother's womb, I, I knew you. And I had already ordained you before I knew you before before you before you were formed before I formed you. I knew you. I had already ordained you as a prophet to the nations. What before I formed you, America? I knew you, you, uh, but I gave gave all of you choices, gave all of you dominion over the earth that you live on. You have choices here. And it seems to me, America, you have chosen wrong when it comes to leadership. You have chosen wrong. I keep hearing my grandmother's voice. I hear my mom's voice calling me home, but I keep hearing my grandmother's voice. Uh, you know, baby, you know, want to be a simple man, you know. <laughs> and she would say, she would just say that. That's just not a song. That's a, those old folks, uh, you know. You're not simple because being simple was a whole tough thing. But when they applied it to being a simple man, they meant being somebody, a man that folks, you know, want to be around uh, somebody want to talk to and want to understand and want to be understood by a friend. Be a simple man. And 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 also hear her saying in America, you should hear our four parents saying this to us. Surely we're not that you're not that stupid. Huh? I hear I hear my my mom and grandmother saying that to me. Cleon, surely surely you're not that stupid. (laughs) Oh, my God. And those women had a way of um, making me think. Yeah, they had a way of making me think. America, I certainly was hoping that something would come along that would make us understand that monkey in the cage mentality can be broken. But it's going to have to be broken uh, right now. It's not anything that's going to have to, that's going to be able, we're not going to be able to wait on this. No, no, we're not, we're not going to be able to wait on this. We're not going to have to, we, we can't wait on this. Because if we wait on this, if we, if Georgia, I, I, in fact, all you Georgians, I'm coming down on the 5th, where Freedom Works, we're coming through with a tour, starting on the 5th, I don't know how long I'll be there. But on the 5th, I'll be coming into Georgia because I have heard. In fact, I tweeted out. I sent out a, um, ooh, um, uh, a real talk. Not the devil going down to Georgia. Yeah. And 
hey, you lose both those Senate seats in Georgia. For a while, you're going to be at the mercy of Ocasio-Cortez and Bernie Sanders. Elizabeth Warren, can you imagine her being uh, <laughs> commissioner of tre- Treasury? Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren, Secretary of Treasury? Bernie Sanders, Secretary of Liberty, uh, of Labor? Secretary of Liberty. Labor? Uh, Ocasio-Cortez, Secretary of HUD, Urban Development. Oh, my goodness. Say it ain't so. That's where you're headed. You're that monkey in the cage. They're trying to teach you to speak a different language, trying to teach you to say different stuff. They're already already uh, bringing into uh, the comfort zone of American stay home, wear a mask, even inside that. Do you realize that there are some stupid legislators uh, wanting to tell people to wear a mask even inside? Do you want to spend the rest of your life around those types of people? Do you want to live in that type of nation? I'll just be honest with you, I don't. I don't want to live in that type of nation. If I, if I want to live in that kind of nation, you know, you can go over, you can always, you can find one over there. Yeah. Go live in China. Go live in communist Russia. Huh? Go live down in Nicaragua. Become one of the little villagers. We're told what to do and, you know. Oh, there's some lord of the land down there who comes through and uh, he'll tell them what it's going to be. And guess what? That's the way it's going to be. And and I can tell you this. The progressives are already saying to Joe Biden, you better toe the line. And I've, I let me tell you something. The only thing that I actually do have concern about as far as Joe Biden being sworn in as president of the United States, it will make Kamala Harris vice president of the United States. And she is a she is the socialist Marxist dream because she's pliable. Already the the left is not happy. The far left is not happy with Joe Biden wanting to have moderates in his cabinet. They wanted him to be Bernie Sanders having the most progressive cabinet ever in the United States. They're not happy with Joe not taking that on and being uh, what they want him to be. They may become offended with him. The spirit of offense is already in the air already. It's not, not hard for people to be offended, you know. It's already swirling around the air, the spirit of offense. That's unmet expectations. I'm going, uh, I'm, going to, I'm planning on going to Bible study night. Um, my pastor is um, going to delve into the book of Revelation. And um, 
He's going to show us some prophetic things that are going on tonight. Go to Word of God. Uh, download free WOGM in the app. It's a free app. WOGM, Word of God Ministries. Uh, download the app. It's a free app. And um, it will be 6.30 Central. Join us for praise and worship starting at 6.30 Central. And uh, my pastor, James A. McManus, will be delivering, um, I'm sure, a monumental Bible study tonight at Word of God Ministries there in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana, my home. Uh, that's my home. That's my church. That's my home church now. It has been for nine, ten years, almost ten years. Ten years. That's been my church. And um, I love it. I introduce whoever I, you know, bring to town to it um, to introduce folks to my pastor that he needs to know and um, I love my church love 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 my church and I I'm, you know you whenever wherever you go you find a church that you like and I um, tend to look for it's hard for a, a pastor to find a pastor for me, it has to be a very strong teacher, uh, not necessarily a strong uh, hooper or what we call in, uh, you know, in some circles or, you know, evangelist or anything. I'm not looking for that. I do that. So I'm looking for a great teacher. I'm looking for a teacher. And um, that's what I have in my pastor, James A. McManus. So tune us in, download free W-O-G-M, Word of God Ministry. And tonight, uh, there are some prophetic things that are going on in America right now that you need to know about. Uh, whether you're a believer or non-believer, you should tune this in and uh, take a, a listen to this. Because we're losing something. We're born for now. Our grandparents were born for their time. And, and, and one of the reasons why you and I were born for our time is because our young people that we have raised, they could not handle what I went through growing up in Shreveport, Louisiana in the 60s. Colored day at the fair, Negro day at the fair, uh, you know, that's what it was called. One day. I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for. So you sacrificed. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. 
CL by with you on this great day in the USA. Gearing up to head out to Georgia after Thanksgiving. And then um, probably going to drop down, probably going to drop down to Florida for um, a couple of days, a few days. And then um, I guess we'll be headed toward um, Christmas, Christmas Day. Wonder what that's going to look like in America this year. Are you, and I guess the question that I have for all of you, are you in the Christmas spirit? Are you in the holiday series season spirit? I'm, I'm into it as though I am every day. I am close to my faith as I always am. But there's something about the feeling that, you know, of this season, it seems, that should draw you closer. Um, or make you feel as though you're you're closer. I, I don't know. For me, and maybe it's just me. I, maybe it's just me. For me, it's missing. I'm not saying we're any less close to my faith or Jesus. And I, you know, we long time friends. We're gonna be long time friends. Until he comes. I'm going to try to occupy right here. Until he comes. I'm going to try to hold my ground. Well, I'm going to do it. In his name. I'm going to do it. In his name. But. Um, maybe. Maybe all of us. Whether you're a minister or a lay person. Whoever you are. Maybe all of us go through that. Uh, Elijah. Jezebel type of experience where, where you, you just feel like the, the, the Jezebel spirit is all around you and, 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 and church of God hear me because it does seem as though they are trying to undermine surely the prophets of God the, and, 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 and lay them to waste and those uh, who might be speaking out against it they're on the run. They want, they, they want them to be on the run. I, I will never retreat. Not me. Not in this fight. God is still saying, I got a remnant. I, I, got, I got a lot of y'all. To the seemingly the one who can call down, uh, I mean, strong preachers. Who you would think could call down fire from heaven. As Elijah did. would have more confidence in the Almighty than, than they do. If, 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 if those of us who have that kind of uh, belief in, 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 the, in the power of God would step up to the plate and be what we are called to be, to say what we should be saying to whether it's a vast audience or, or a small audience, but, but letting that particular light shine, if uh, the pastors would say what they need to say then yeah you'd, you'd hear from him he would heal the land but you but you know what you're afraid of Jezebel you're afraid of that governmental system that has you by the throat 
You have pastors who are wanting to go along to get along. Sickening. I'm not asking you to be partisan. No, I'm not asking you to be partisan. I'm asking you to view the truth. I'm asking you to view the truth in its light. Listen, there are Christian principles. And the primary Christian principle, and any person who calls, and listen to this, this is just the principle. Any person who calls themselves a Christian and would want to terminate. Now, I'm not talking about making a mistake in in not knowing any better. Young girls do this. All right. I'm not talking about that. I am talking about a grown person, Christian who knows better. But yet. Like Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson, both of them know better. Both of them know better. Both of them were once anti-abortion, but they got paid. I could have been paid. Benjamin, hey, could have sold out for that. In fact, I had gotten the directive from then director of the national director of the NAACP, Dr. Benjamin Hooks, God rest his soul, to go and speak at a pro-choice rally. And I was going to meet up with, um, uh, I think, Ted, Ted Williams. Um, yeah, Theodore Williams. He was the president of the um, um, Dallas branch of the NAACP, which was the largest one in the nation at that time. And Garland, our, our NAACP, was the largest bedroom community of Dallas County. So I had a very large and very strong NAACP branch that I was president of for, for two years. The magnet schools in, in, that are there in Garland, Texas, right now at this very moment, uh, began. We started that lawsuit under my watch. Uh, I was the second president of the NAACP there, and I succeeded the originator of that lawsuit, and I helped her support. One of the reasons I was elected, I think, uh, was because I did support her in that lawsuit, her real name, Goldie Locke, she had married a Locke, and uh, her first name was Goldie, and, uh, but God rest her soul. And so that lawsuit began, and I'm very familiar with pastors speaking out. You should speak out. If you don't speak out, then what good are you? Huh? Speak now. You should speak now, pastor. Business leader, community leader. With boldness, with courage. Speak, and if you lead, your people will follow you. But but, but so many of you are like uh, Elijah. You're hiding in a cage, scared to death of the Jezebel spirit out there. And God is saying to you, no, I, 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 have, uh, I have so many of you, I have uh, many of you who, who are remnant. Why are you afraid? 
And and yeah, it's fear. It's so many of you have hidden behind that Johnson amendment and all that uh, four you know five hundred one c threes and all of that to keep uh, from standing up, saying that somehow you're going to be stripped of that, and you can't be stripped of that. Knowing that, I think maybe one church, if any, has been ever been stripped of that. That's a fight you want to fight. You want to stand out there. You want to get out there and fight that fight. But you're so afraid. You're so comfortable in, in, you know, our own little kingdoms and so forth that we won't fight the fight because we're afraid of perhaps getting cut off from the kingdom that we feel is greater than the one that we call ourselves preaching for. And oh my God, the hypocrisy that can exist when we preach one thing and live another and, um, you know, hey, I'm a libertarian. Take that or leave it. Who happens to vote Republican. And that shows up in, in my life. And I'm to each his own. But I believe the word of God is infallible. And that's to my own. I believe it is. I'm not fallible. Oh, I'm the most fallible person on earth. I am. And I beg the mercy of God because I admit that. But what I believe and the principles that I want to stand on and what I preach, they're they're not fallible. They're, 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 They're infallible. And why God uses fallible man to... Uh, preach an, an infallible gospel, as uh, Sturgeon would say. I should never know. Why would I allow unholy men to lay their unholy hands on my unholy head and call themselves ordaining me? No, I'm called to preach by God. At least I was. And any one of you who may have been uh, called by God, you know what that's all about. So where do you stand, America? Okay, so this comes down to worst case scenario, Joe Biden becomes president of the United States. And then worse upon worst case scenario, we lose those two Senate seats in Georgia. And then the absolute worst political case scenario for the United States, for Christian people, for the American family for the Supreme Court is this that they have the Senate the Marxists have the Senate the Marxists have the House the Marxists have the presidency and I believe that the Marxists will actually have the presidency because Joe Biden once he's sworn in won't be too many days hence after that mark my word I'm saying it here I'm putting it in the archives right now the end of tail end of uh, today's show. I'm putting it in the archives right now. If Joe Biden is sworn in, for whatever ungodly reason we're not able to un- undermine and under, you know, if for, for, for he's sworn in, I am saying to you 
that will not be too many days after that. It won't be, I'm, I'm talking, perhaps talking in months, some 90 days or, you know, uh, six months, you know, 180, you know, when before he shows signs of buckling and the plan to make the Marxist Kamala Harris president of the United States who is pliable and will do whatever she is told to do. That's why she's been chosen. She, she's a loser. She, I mean, nobody, nobody wanted her to be president of the United States. She was a loser. Nobody ever wanted Joe Biden to be president. She just, they just didn't want Bernie Sanders not to be president or the nominee of the party even more. Because Bernie Sanders would never, ever uh, have been uh, beaten Donald Trump. There's no way that he'd come close unless they just manufacture and manufacture the heck out of votes. But if, I think Bert, uh, Bernie actually had more mobilization than, than the president would have had. Him winning and beating the president might have made more sense than Biden. The question is, what are you prepared to do? And that's the question that you're going to have to answer. My fellow citizens, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, my heartfelt desire and my heartfelt prayer for you is that God will bless and keep you all. 